Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 75 of the Ever Motor Racing Podcast. I hope you're having a, a nice week, as always. Um, it's going to be a bit of a weird one today, because it's just me and Lauren, because Jacob's nowhere to be found, and Cameron's ill yeah. with the COVID. Oh, it is Rona. COVID? Oh, no. Oh, I don't know. I didn't read it properly. It might not be COVID. Is it COVID? I think he said he thought he had COVID, but I wasn't sure whether or not it had been... Oh, confirmed. well, um, yeah, hopefully Cameron... Um, gets well soon anyway yeah yeah so it's 75 episode 75 we haven't got jacob's knowledge so we have to rely on yours today lauren 75 hmm. we... it was a very easy one yes well we had a quick discussion about this before the podcast and i don't know any and apparently there's an obvious one that i'm missing there's a very obvious one who's 75 75 he's a um He's really come out of a st- into a stride this year. Um, we're riding for a top team next year, actually, as well. Giving you some hints. Oh my God, it's Albert Arena. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Well done. Hell yeah. Got there eventually. Oh, Jesus. That's got embarrassing. There <laughs> nah, it's all right. It's all right. So there are, um, there are quite a few number 75s. Go back in time. There was an Italian called Matteo Passini who ran 75 back in the day. Oh. Yeah, there is in the BS stock, British Superstock 1000, there is Alex Olsen as well. Um, you've got, oh goodness, Jamie Perrin as well. Um, there's a Portuguese rider called Ivo Lopez who won the Spanish Superbike Series last year and is, as of now, still the only ever rider to win a CV Moto 2 race on the Yamaha R6, beating all the super sport. No, beating all the Moto 2 bikes on an R6. Well, there you go. He's the only guy <laughs> to do that because it was at Estoril, I believe, a few years ago. And because that championship has, you can ride street bikes in the same race. Yeah. So it's like R6 mm-hmm. versus Moto 2. And yeah, he absolutely spanked everyone on an R6. It was absolutely mental. <laughs> Unreal, but um, Ivan Lopez, and then you've got um, Ryan, Ryan, who has been on this podcast a few few times. His little brother, Aaron, Aaron Lilly, races in the British Junior um, Super Sport Championship, so the 300 class in the Britain, or in the BSB series. Aaron Lilly, he's number 75 as well. The more you know. The more you know, indeed. Um, we're going to keep this one a bit short, to be honest, because... I can't bother, to be honest. Um, not really feeling it. <laughs> what do you do? I, we, what do you do when there's no race? Well, no MotoGP. Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot yeah. of superbikes. But... Did you watch a superbike? No, actually. Oh, my God. No one ever watches a superbike. I constantly get messages like, can you cover the superbikes? Like, can you do some superbikes? But no one watches it. I watch it if it's on, but I was busy at the weekend, so I just... I, I kept up to date with what was going on, knew what was going on in the championship, kept a wee eye on things, mm. but otherwise, I don't know what it is about it. I just never seemed to be free. You missed out. I know. The go. racing's so good, but I think it's because you know it's going to be between the top three guys, which it was this weekend, so. Mm. Yeah, I like to see a lot of people saying, that oh, it's not very good because it's between the top three, but then you go back in time and it's like Lorenzo, Rossi, Stone and Pedroza. It's yeah. always going to be them on the podium, wasn't it? But I know what you mean. But yeah, it was quite good. Um, Top Rack took two wins and then it was Bautista who took the third 
Um, in the third race, it was, yeah, and Jonathan Rayer, I think he's out of it now. Uh, he's 82 points back, 83 points back. Yeah, I'd say. So, I mean, even for Toprak, he's like 40-odd points back. 50-odd. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, yeah. even for Toprak, it's looking like quite a big ask because even if Toprak's winning races, Batista's second, you know, he's not really mm. taking much out of him, so. Yeah, well, Toprak won two races, Batista won the third. Yeah. And top rank only gained three points on Bautista. Oh my god, that must be soul With... destroying. Oh, it's gonna be killer. There's only three rounds left, and there's obviously nine races in that time, which means there's because there's half points, so there's 62 times three. There's 186 points on the table left. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't see it unless Bautista crashes out four times. I can't see it. Top rank, no, Bautista's of. Fire, he is so good on that Yam that Yamaha on that Ducati. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Un- no, he has been unreal this season. I think it's just I don't want to say it's down to the bike, because obviously the rider's great, but like I know I didn't watch the weekend, but on previous rounds, just that bike is so much better than everyone else's. It's hard to look past them to see anyone else win in the championship. Oh yeah, hundred, hundred percent. It's um I think it's gonna be going to be um, Bautista and it'll be Ducati and given that Ducati doing well in MotoGP as well it's interesting to see Ducati finally breaking some streaks because they haven't won a MotoGP title since 2007 I think their last World Superbike one was Carlos Checa um, let's have a look let's google it just so I can find out all their bad luck ending at once literally like they're finally breaking the duck uh, yeah Carlos Checa 2011 um was the last time so and then it's the thing is in MotoGP it, it still can go five ways in MotoGP although I'm seeing a lot of people saying Jack Miller will win the title or can win the title and I just can't see it happening I would love to see it happen I didn't realise like mathematically he was still in it obviously until Thailand there last week and then I was yeah. watching the after race when he worked it out and he's like, oh God, I actually am still in this mathematically. I think it would be nice to dream, but you'd need Alish, Peko, Fabio and even Anea to literally implode on themselves for him to win it. So I do think it's slightly out of his reach, but I do think he could move up positions, definitely. Yeah, if you could beat Anea, that would be, um, that, that would be interesting. A big one, it? yeah, definitely. But I don't see it going past the top three. I think it'll be between Echo, Fabio yeah, I, and Aleish, definitely. Yeah, I do think it'll be one of them, but the thing is, because we're going to Phillip Island, a lot of the riders have like a home advantage. Yeah. Um. So all we need is Phillip Island to happen and Jack Miller to obviously win, which I think he's probably going to win, to be honest. Highly likely, yeah. Um, very, very likely. And it, all it takes is, say, Fabio and Peko, like you said, and maybe Alicia just have a terrible race or crash out or something like that. And suddenly Jack Miller gains. If Jack Miller won, right? And Alish, Peko, and Fabio all crashed out. And Jack Miller would overtake Alish in the championship to up to third and be 15 points back on Fabio and 13 back on Peko. And it would all be to play for. But these are very much ifs and buts. I think he will take a chunk out of them in Phillip Island. I, I definitely mm. do think so. It would be hard to look past him for anyone else taking the win. I think 
if we get Fabio and Pecco battle. We all know how that's going to end. Finally. Um, yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, so, you know, Pecco could take himself out of it. Fabio could have another bad weekend. You know, it's it's definitely interesting and it's definitely open. I think, honestly, Alicia's the one sitting in the prime position right now. Oh, yeah. He's ready to pounce. Yeah. As soon as they make a mistake, he's there waiting. 100%. He's only 20 points back. Um, Unless Pecco dominates the last three races, it'll not be Pecco who wins the championship because, like I said, if you get a Fabio-Pecco battle, there's a big chance Pecco will have a usual Pecco yeah. moment. And then mm. if Fabio has another bad race, ends up, you know, sort of low in the top 10s or not really scoring many points, then Aleish is up there. Boom, championship's his. I'm actually really believing in Aleish winning it, I have to say. I- I have a weird, yeah, because I, I think my brain goes, a oh, peck will win it. My heart is like a lace, but there's something like niggling there that's like, Aleish is going to win this championship. Yeah. I don't know how, because it's 20 points back. It means even if he wins all three races and Fabio's second in all three, Fabio's still champion. Yeah, it's it's tough. I, my heart personally says Fabio, obviously, but I think I think I'm going with my head that realistically, Alicia Spagro. I, and just what a story it would be. Like, I it really want it the, to happen. <laughs> it would be the biggest comeback ever to come into a season never winning in a race. 283 races without a win. To then go and win the championship. If he retired at the end of this year after winning the championship, I would not blame him. No, it would be incredible. Like, genuinely yeah, incredible. <laughs> Do you know he might? I, I could honestly see it. Because he talked about retiring before COVID. And then Aprilia, yeah. obviously, you know worked it all out and you know they're finally up there so I think if he actually did win the championship there'd be a big chance he'd just go no that's enough now yeah because there'd be nothing else for him to to do achieve achieve yeah he'd be he's got his kids he's got his family he can go and ride push bikes and doesn't need to maybe he can swap places with Salvadori and be like a test rider yeah I think he would do well at that considering how much he's advanced with Aprilia like it's and a lot of his hard work that's made the bike so good. So I think, yeah, it would be a good move for him. Yeah, especially given the the fact that the calendar's only getting bigger. I mean, mm. he's got less time with his family. And we all know he's a big family man. So yeah. we're all just obviously saying this if he wins the championship. And he could win the championship and still race, but yeah. Yeah, we're just making stories as we do. <laughs> I like making stuff up. Nice hypothetical yeah. situations that probably are never going to happen, but they're fun to think Good about. Be. Yeah. yeah, I'll put a title like Alicia Spargo retiring, question mark. <laughs> Get everyone clicking on it, you know? Everyone be like, what? what? No way. Yeah. Ever met racing fake news again? Simon <laughs> Patterson would have a field day with that. Um, but uh, yeah, with um, Jack Miller though, when people say, oh, I can win the championship, if he leaves, so he's 40 points back, if he leaves... Phillip Island, 50 points back. So if he drops 10 points to Fabio or Pecco, whoever leads the championship, leaving, he's out of a championship contention. Yeah. So he has to, if he wants to be in it, he's got he's to win the race. I think, like I said, it's a very, very high chance he will. Yeah. Um, but, hmm. The same goes for Anaya, though. He could lose it. In Philip yeah, Island. They could lose it, yeah. I think between those two, they, they'll know what they have to do to keep themselves in it realistically. You know, both of them are going to be wanting to win or on the podium ahead of Echo, Fabio and Leash. Otherwise, they can count themselves out. 
Yeah, 100%. I mean, like I put a um, poll on the story the other day, just asking, you know, who, you know, where people thought, mm. um, oh my word, what is going on? So yeah, I put like a thing up to say, you know, like, where do you think, who's going to win the championship kind of thing? Um, and it's not giving me the results of how many people have voted, but giving percentages. So I'll read out percentages. So, oh, that's annoying because I can't see how many people voted on it. Why have you done this? Instagram? <laughs> Why have you done this? Is it because it's after 24 hours? I don't know, because normally you can go back and share and, the results. Yeah, look through it. I know what you mean. I've done that before. What? Oh, my word. Instagram, you've screwed me here. Thanks for that. <laughs> but on percentages of I don't know how many people have voted, um, last time I checked, I, I think it would be, last time I checked, it was about a thousand and a half, and that was after 10 hours. So we'll say, we'll say 3,000 mm. out of 3,000 people. That would be a good number to say. So out of potentially 3,000 people, 52% have said Francesco Bagnaia, 36% have said Fabio, and 11% have said Leish. And was it just between those three, yeah? Yeah, because I can't see a Leish. I can't see a Nair or Jack winning. Mm. The amount of messages I got, though, saying, saying, oh, um, what about Jack? What about Jack? And I'm like, <laughs> come on, bro. Use your brain. <laughs> well, that's one of those hypothetical stories. Like, we've literally just been saying about a Leish. I mean, hypothetically, it would be incredible if Jack pulled it out of the bag. But realistically, it probably isn't going to happen. But I think so many people are just thinking... It being his last few races for Ducati, you know, to beat Peko, to win the championship for Ducati after so many years. Like, it would be such Aww. such a story. It would be incredible. I think people are just so hopeful that it, it happens just because it's such a good story. It's a feel-good story, yeah. isn't it? And he just yeah. got married. That, I, I mean, that adds to it. Yeah. He just got married. So congratulations to Jack Miller as well for um, getting married and reminding me that I am forever alone. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> but you know yeah well done Jack it's weird I saw um, a tweet from Tammy Gorelli on Twitter um, who's like she's in the paddock quite a lot um, and she basically said that last year she started she was like speaking to Jack and he was um, said he was quite bubbly and quite like happy and elated more than usual and she was like Jack you're in love and he was like <laughs> well, well no no life's just good life's just good and a few months later is um, um Beyonce <laughs> appeared in the in the garage. And I was like, aha. It, it's nice though. I think I don't know, Jack's a good guy. He deserves something like that, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think he's had it so tough coming up from Muru three, obviously. I know it was quite a long yeah. time ago now, but I, he deserves he deserves to be fighting for a championship, I think. Like he's such a yeah. talented rider. So I'm annoyed that it's only coming in now when the chances are very low for him to actually win it like if this had come mm. at the summer break I would have been gunning for Jack 100% because <sighs> it would just be so so good he definitely deserves it so hopefully KTM can step up next year it's bittersweet that he's going to KTM isn't it yeah. it's finally like like oh yeah finally Jack Miller is going to be like a championship contender for Ducati and he's off to KTM which probably have the worst bike on the grid well, hey <laughs> soul Great. destroying completely soul destroying why would you mm, yeah I don't know why they got mm. rid of him I'm still in the opinion of they should have kept him for another year or two yeah I put an A at least in Pramac yeah and then it's all good where does oh it's Christini's at the moment 
Because at the end of the day, it's not. It wouldn't be bad to put Zarko in a G in in Grassini on yeah. a on a twenty two on a current bike. It wouldn't be at the end of the world if they can put Marini on a current bike, and they're moving that next year. Why don't you just put him in Pramac and or just keep him where he is in Grassini on a current bike? You know, but Zagatti has clearly gone. It's the end of a line for Jack, and we're going to move him over. Yeah, it's. I, yeah, when it got announced, I, I thought it was a very interesting move because Jack never really got to show his full potential. This is the second year with him, so... Yeah, I, two years. It's Ducati for you, though. Like, you know, Nay only got two years. Lorenzo yeah. only got two years before, you know, like, you get Ian Oney, two years, and, oh, no, we're going to get Lorenzo now. Lorenzo only got two years. And again... One and a half years into that two years, Lorenzo got good. Yeah. Jack Miller, one and a half. Yes, of course, he won some races last year, um, early on in the season. But then he really found his mojo one and a half years into this. But they don't give these riders the continuity, which is kind of why I'm glad Pecco is getting longer time now. Well, it seems to be that one rider gets the gets the long run. You know, Dobby was with them for so many years. You know, one rider gets to stay and then they just mess about with their second rider for some reason. Which now they've, um, they've shot themselves in the foot though, signing Anaya Because Anaya is going to want the championship as soon as he sits on that bike. And I think he will yeah, be fighting 100%. for it. That's the difference is that I don't think it'll take him a year and a half to, to settle He'll be in. on it straight away. Yeah. I mean, it's taken him a year and a half to settle into Grassini and then obviously Avintia on an old bike. Yeah. So that's why they've kind of gone for him, I guess. But then the factory Ducati vibe is so different because they're very, they're just, I don't know, like it's just toxic in there. You know, it's the definition of a toxic workplace. It'll be interesting to see who they put their, not effort into, but like their time into who, who will they really back between Pekka and Anaya will be very interesting. Yeah. yeah it'd be interesting to see how that stirs up because, I don't know. There's it's a bit strange with with the factory team because you get top riders and they go into the factory squad and it, it just falls apart a little bit. Like Dovi said, it was so toxic and yeah. horrendous, and Lorenzo was a bit like ooh about it. I mean, you kind of saw a bit back in uh, Thailand. Like Tadotsi, I was like, oh, he's a nice guy, he's a big friendly character, and then all three of them went into the Pramac garage afterwards, and Tadotsi went mad. At, uh, I think it was Zarko's crew chief. I can't remember what he said. He said something. Well, one of, them, one of them said something along the lines in English, and it was like, oh, we listen to Gigi or something like that. Ooh. Or we always listen to Gigi or Gigi's always right or something something along the lines of something to do with Gigi. And I was like, this, oh is, this is awkward. But I mean, that video basically just told everyone what we already knew is that team orders are in massive play at Ducati. Like, yeah, we- what? Oh, yeah. I'm watching the video now, yeah. So, yeah, team orders are massive, but what did he say? Because he said something else. He said, obviously, the Gigi. Yeah. But because Tadotsi went in there, absolutely guns blazing for some reason. And the other two were happy. Your um, Chibati and Delinius seemed really, really chuffed. Yeah, it doesn't... There are those who deserve it, and then there are... And then, yeah, so... He basically said that Pecco didn't deserve the third place, which is Zarko's crew chief, I'd imagine, said there are those who deserve it, aka deserve the podium. And then he was like, Zarko could have won that race. Yeah, Obviously, I'd seen Zarko that bit. Zarko held back. <sighs> yeah. Ooh, so there's a bit of needle there. 
but Zarko was happy to kind of sit back anyway. And I mean, at the end battle, of the but... the end of the day, he didn't have to respect the team orders. He clearly made that decision for himself and said, "No, I am going to respect these orders here. I don't know the ins and outs of the situation. I mean, Anaya clearly no. does not have team orders. A rumor is he doesn't have them full stop. Yeah. Everybody does apart from Anaya. Well, well, Jack finished ahead of Peko. And I think it yeah. is a case of if you can win the race or you have a chance of winning the race, then you can overtake Peko. Yeah, but if you don't, yeah. then don't pass Peko, which is mad to me because Zarko had a chance to win that race and just didn't take the risk. Yeah, I, I guess because it was a wet track as well. And the last thing you wanted to do was drop the front in front and mm. go and pass Peko. Because, yeah, it's, if you can win the race, win the race. If you can't win the race, let Peko basically ride in front. And Jack Miller could have won that, obviously, but because he's right on Miguel Oliveira's yeah. tail. Yeah. Um, but then obviously in Anaya, Aragon could have won the race and he did win the race, so mm. fair play. But it's interesting. If that Aragon overtake hadn't happened, Peko would be leading the championship now. Yeah. Three points. I think Thailand's a weird one because realistically, Fabio shouldn't have been... Like I, mm, it's weird when you look at the, the conditions and delayed races and you can sort of go oh well if it was a dry tack then this would have happened and that would have happened it's thing is yeah I've got I've got something I want to touch on actually because Fabio has deleted or not deleted he has he had like, deleted and it seems to be back now I had yeah he kind of oh yeah it's back but the it's, photos are back yeah because he fully like this um, deactivated I think would deactivated be. Yeah. yeah his Instagram and then brought it back up with no photo just saying like having a break Um, I think right this is just my opinion of course and very welcome to discussion I think Fabio is having another 2020 I agree with this statement somehow I think I don't think he's having another 2020 because I think he grew past that. I think, you know, getting yeah. the the help he needed over the winter break and stuff after the 2020 season, obviously coming back so strong in 2021, I think he would know better than to sort of slip back into that. Like he has to be speaking to people. He has to have mind coaches and, and people around him that help him. So I think he's more just doing what he thinks is going to help him, you know, deleting all the distractions yeah. around him. He knows fine rightly if he goes on social media, everyone's going to be hyping up Peko and all the Ducati riders. You know, I think he just knows himself. There's no point in wasting his time on social media. Yeah, 100%. He could agree, still yeah. win the championship and I think he's just focusing on the fact that he still has a two-point lead and if he can keep that to Valencia, he's still that world is. champion. So, Yeah, it's, I think there's a lot to do with the pressure, yeah. I think. I think the pressure, because last year, when he won that championship, he didn't have any pressure because he was that far ahead of everybody. Yeah. In 2020, because he wasn't that far ahead of everybody, you saw him crumble. Yeah. And then this year, obviously, his last podium was four rounds ago. Yeah. In Austria. Since then, obviously, he had his DNF in Aragon, which was completely not his fault. Um, then he finished fifth in Mazano, eighth in Japan, 17th in Thailand. Obviously, the uh, Thailand, obviously, it was wet, but I thought, and many others thought, Fabio was past this struggling in the rain kind of thing you know it was... I think we were a bit quick to jump on that, that he had a good result in Indonesia when it had been wet earlier in the in the yeah, year I think everyone's place, yeah, yeah everyone had just gone whoa like he's got over his streak of not being able to ride in the wet but 
you know, yeah. you look back at his career and you go, well, actually, it was a bit quick to assume that he all of a sudden could ride in the wet. He's yeah. never been able to, so it's not really a surprise. that. No, it's just intriguing because how can you go from a second place in Indonesia mm. with Miguel Oliveira winning, Oliveira carries the same form in a similar humidity, a similar track in the same similar part of the world, and yet Fabio is 15 places back. Yeah. Um, and Miguel Oliveira is still winning the race. That's where it's a bit, hmm. But I can understand as well that, you know, like you said, that, you know, people may have jumped the gun, myself included, jumped the gun a little bit too quick. But Fabio seeing his gap gone from 91 to two. Well, it wasn't 91. It was 91 to Peko. Peko's overtaken a lot of people to get to second in the oh, championship. Oh, yeah, it was to Peko, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, right. It was always within, it was always less than, I think, 40 points. Right, that make that makes. I'm, sense. I'm nearly sure. I can't be a hundred percent sure, but the gap between him and Alicia, Alicia's always been his closest until yeah, until Alicia Peko. Second, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, that makes more sense. Um, because I saw a thing that Fabio had scored forty-seven points since the uh, summer break, mm. which is the least amount out of anyone. Five, yeah, mm-hmm. which is crazy. But I'm like, because he's won three races this year. And Bastien has won three, four, four. Yeah. four. Pecco's obviously won six. Honestly, so how is he still leading the championship? I think literally he it's needs Pecco keeps crashing. The biggest pay rise in the history of pay rises. Like, oh yeah, how is he still leading the championship? Because like you look at it and you look at the championship and you look at his race results and you go, how is this possible? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like. I'm literally trying to do the maths on my head this at the moment. Pekka crashed out of Qatar in what seventh or eighth? I'm yeah. not really sure. We'll say seventh. So that's that's nine points. He crashed out of France in seconds, that's twenty points. Crashed out of Catalonia, I would say sixth, to be fair. That's already thirty-nine points. Germany crashed out of seconds, that's fifty-nine points. Japan he crashed out of we'll say eighth. I can't remember what it was. It was about ninth or ten? Nine. We'll say tenth. We'll say tenth for sixth. So it's about 65 points Becker's dropped in just crashes. That is, so the fact that Fabio is still in the championship, it just, again, it shows a weakness, a massive weakness on Pecco's side mm. more than anything. Because in the day, to win and be the champion, you have to be there. It's why Yohan Mir is champion because he was there. You yeah. know, you can't be winning championships, crashing out races like that. But yeah, it's, it's crazy. I, they're, they're not going to break 300 points this year, though. It's like the last few years, since Marquez obviously got injured, they're barely scoring any points. Like the points totals are a lot lower, which I think shows how vastly strong the field is because everybody's taking points off each other. I, yeah, I think that is the the big one. And also people are making more mistakes, but that's because the group is so much larger now. You show up to a racetrack and you don't know who's going to win, whereas before it was Marquez is going to win here. Fabio might have a shot. Like if we look at the 2019 season, you know, Fabio might have a shot. Dovi might have a shot. And that's it. You know, maximum three people you were going, yep, that's what's going to happen here. Whereas you show up to Thailand and what none of us had our predictions, right? Because it's like, who yeah. you don't know. It could Anyone. be Maverick Vinales yeah. one week and then he's done in 20th the next week. Like, yeah, they're making so many mistakes, but it's because there's so many people actually in with a, in with a shot of winning yeah, races. It feels so level. 
winning races, winning championships, like it's it's very level. Very, very it's level. Crazy. Like I've got it here. Um so we'll go back to twenty twenty one. Fabio won the title with two hundred and seventy eight points of eighteen races. And then obviously we won't count twenty twenty because it doesn't matter. Twenty nineteen, Marquez in nineteen races scored four hundred and twenty points. Then uh, 2018, 2017, and 2016, Marquez scored 321, 298, 298, respectively, on 18 races. So the fact that they're not going to break in 21 races this year, 21, no, 20 races yeah. this year, they aren't going to touch 298 with two races more. It's crazy to me. And even further back, you look at 2011, Stoner in 17 races scored 350 points. Dominant. 17. Unbelievable. Sh- and then Marquez. I think we're 162. entering a new era. Like we had oh, yeah. the, the dominance of Rossi. We had Lorenzo Stoner obviously mixed in there. And then we had Marquez. And now we have this from like 2020 onwards. It's just been, yeah. you can't call it. You can't. Like I'm just looking now. In Rossi's championship winning seasons, he never finished under 300 points. In 2004, in 16 races, he scored 304 points. That's crazy. Marquez has never... Oh, no. Yeah, Marquez has dropped under mm. 300 twice. Which again, just shows how competitive MotoGP is. And and obviously, Marquez did that in more races as well. To me, it's just intriguing, I guess, that they're not... Like, the max they can get is 219 plus 75. I can't bother to work it out on top of my head. 75 is 294... That's a maximum point. So I've got. I don't even think they'll crack two hundred and fifty. Mm. To be honest, or maybe they'll maybe crack two fifty. To be fair, uh, two seven five. I can't see them beating. It's just yeah. Uh, I kind of love it though that it is so competitive. You know, the top ten are all they've all got over hundred points. Top eleven, top twelve have over hundred points. Luca Marini scored one hundred and one, mm. which is yeah. It's just I don't know. And for me, I think that. Going back to Fabio a little bit, he's he's not able to dominate a season because of the bike, I would say. Not because of talent, because of the bike. Pure, and, yeah, purely because of the bike. But I, I think, yeah. I don't know, it would take away from it slightly, I think, if he had a bike as good as Ducati. Because then you're just going yeah. back to what what we watched, but we're in something completely new now. There's something so exciting mm. about watching someone on a bike that isn't as good. It's not the top bike on the grid. The underdog. Yeah. Then you've got an Aprilia this year who, you know, they're not the top bike on the grid. They've made a massive jump. There's something so much, not more exciting, but it's different because we've never seen it before of like a up and coming people. It's not the dominance that we're, we're used to. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just, we're definitely in a new era of MotoGP. And I think it's very interesting because I think for the last however long, we've always seen riders just dominate championships. You know, it's been Lorenzo breaking the record with the most amount of points scored in the season. Um, yeah, back in 2012, I think it was, Pedroza scored 330 points and came second. Yeah. Which is just mental. And yeah, like you say, we're getting more rounds, but less points scored, which shows that realistically, if you can put in a good season, anybody on that grid can win the championship. It, I think Mir 
did it perfectly in 2020 of you just have to be yeah. there and you have to be somewhat consistent and that's it. Like he had one win compared to Frankie Morbidelli's three wins. If you look at it, you go, well, Frankie should be the one winning the championship. Well, no, Mir was more consistent. We're, it's a it's a new year. As much as I enjoyed watching someone dominate, I think it's, I don't know, it adds something different that we've never seen. And yeah, it definitely makes it more exciting, I think, in a different way. Yeah. And I don't know, me, I don't want to take anything away from Fabio, of course. But his inability to dominate a season like that, is that a negative towards him? Or is that just a positive towards the other riders around him and the basically how good Merge GP is at the moment? Yeah, I think honestly, next year we'll get a good idea of that because we know that Yamaha have brought top speed, which is what he's been asking yeah. for. If they can put that into their bike next season and Fabio still can't dominate, then there's going to be questions. But I think if he gets the top speed he's been asking for, if he can get up there on somewhat of Takati's level, I don't know. I, I would like to see him dominate. I think he has the ability to. Yeah. But I think it relies heavily on whether or not their upgrades are good enough next season, definitely. Yeah. I think the way that it's gone this year, if, Ducati can bring a bike that Pecco can ride next year. I will say it, I'll, I'll say it on record now. I fully think he will dominate. He can. He has the ability to dominate. Yeah. If you go back this year, Hareth, since Hareth, he's either scored, finished on the podium or crashed. Yeah. He's got a win, retire, win, retire, retire, win, 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 second retirement, third. That is crazy. That is what well, I'm going to count one. Three, Twelve races, and he scored a podium in eight of them. He has the wins in six. <laughs> he definitely has the potential. With Pecco, it's more of a shy of his mental side, which is what yeah. we're saying. We're asking, you know, the questions of is Fabio going through another stage yeah. where he cannot handle it mentally? I think. I'd like to think Fabio can, knowing how he's overcome things in the past. We haven't really seen the same from Pecco, apart from his blunder in Mizano last year. This season, we've yeah. shown that he's cracked a lot under pressure from Fabio specifically. So again, for Pecco next year, it'll be interesting to see is, is Fabio the issue or is it him just not being able to be consistent enough? Because theoretically, this season should have been his in the bag about four races ago. But yeah. He hasn't been consistent enough. No. Not en no, enough. He, hasn't. he has been consistent at some points, but definitely. Yeah, not exactly enough. that. And yeah, it's um it's looking good. I like I said, I don't know who's gonna win the championship. I think I can't see Fabio winning it, truthfully and honestly. I think it's out of Francesca Bonai and Lace Spargo because Fabio it but it's not for a lack of talent. Even Marquez said that which I kind of don't really agree with, that they were like, oh, who's going to win the championship? And Marquez, Mark Marquez said, Echo's bike. I think it needs more context. This quote. <laughs> I can't remember exactly yeah, I don't what know he the full said. Quote. But it was on, something along it. the lines of, I bet on Peko's bike. He didn't say anything yeah, bad it... about anyone, but it, no. it, it was. So let's have a look quick. Here we go. I've got the full thing. Um, so 
Mark Marquez was asked, they always say six-time motor champion for Mark Marquez, but when they talk about Rossi, it's always nine-time champion. That really mm. grates on me. They wouldn't say Rossi's a seven-time champion, would they? But um, anyway, <laughs> so Mark Marquez, eight-time champion, not six, um, was asked who he would put his money on. Marquez said, I bet on Peko's bike. He said, I mean, Ducati is Ducati, and as we see, many Ducati riders are good. But Fabio is Fabio. Fabio's riding very good. His weak point is maybe in rain conditions like today. But he'd be interested to see on the track. But he doesn't want to bet on a rider. But I don't agree with the whole Pecco's bike thing because, yeah, Pecco's bike's good. But it you still have to ride the bike. It's not going to ride itself the first place. I think more what he's trying to say is if you look back, you've got Anaya, you've got Jack. They're all on the same bike. You've got the two Pramac yeah. boys. You know, I, I think it's more, got, I think yeah. he's worded it badly in saying I bet on Peko's bike. I think it's more, yeah. I bet on Ducati as a whole yes. because not only has Fabio got Peko and Alicia to think about, he's also got seven other Ducatis that aren't even in the championship yeah. to think about. So I understand what he's trying to say, but I do, maybe if I'm reading it the right way, he just maybe didn't say it the way yeah. he was actually didn't thinking. It. Think it, and because it's a second language, you can kind of excuse it. But yeah. um, I think I'm going to just, oh, I'm just trying to work something out off the fly quickly. Um, if we count Aus, if we count Aston as a race finish, aka not finishing the race, every Ducati rider has beaten Fabio this year. If you don't count it, then every rider barring Digia and Bazzecchi. I think Bazzecchi has probably beaten Fabio in a race, but you know, I'm just going off the fly again. I was going to say Aston, but obviously that was the race that yeah. Marco beat him in, yeah. Yeah, oh no, yeah. Bazzecchi beat him at Thailand, and Fabio was just behind Peko at Thailand. So if every, if he, if he discount DNF, every Ducati, apart from Digia, has beaten Fabio at one point this year, which is crazy given that you've got yeah, you know, you've got rookies on there. Mm. You've got you've got a wide spread of riders. They're all very different to one another. Luca Marini is different to say Zarco, and they all managed to beat Francesco Bagnaia. But then it again just shows how very how good the Ducati is and how very rider friendly it is. Yeah, I think if and he'd so, if he'd said I bet on Ducati or I bet on the factory Ducati, something along those lines, I think it would yeah, have made yeah. more more sense. I, I personally mm. think that's what he was trying to say. But yeah. obviously um, I I don't know exactly no, what was going through his mind, but No no one does. Smart <laughs> Marcus is a robot. <laughs> but I think if going back on the dominant thing there, I think if we saw Pecco no Fabio and Ducati, he would he would clean up. We'd not be having any conversations about He'd be champion at Aragon. <laughs> he wouldn't even need to race. He'd be like, oh, right, Fabio on a Ducati. Okay, yeah, just give yeah. him the title. Done. At the yeah. start of the season. Yeah. It'd be pointless. Literally. Yeah. yeah, it would. He's definitely the most talented rider to come in since Mark Marquez, I would say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 100%. I think there, I mean, in the in the grid as a whole, the talent has taken a step up in the last five yeah. to ten years massively. But, I could see the thing with Fabio is I could see him winning multiple championships, and that's something. Oh yeah, me too. I don't see with a lot of other riders on the grid. No, and 
I think next year will be different with Marquez back in and very looking very strong as mm. a team. Yeah. That's going to be interesting to see. I think because it's Marquez, I think we'll probably see Marquez in the championship next year. Well, to be honest. and I've, but I've been quite leveled up. Yeah, I've been quite solid in myself, but it's this. I think Marquez will be there. I think he's going to cause chaos. I think he's going to be Mark Marquez, but it, I don't see him winning the championship. But just because he's always dominated, like we've literally just said about how much he's dominated the seasons before, with the talent of Fabio, Peko, Alish, you know, Enea, yeah. he's going to be on a good bike. There's rookies coming in. Well, Augusto Fernandez, but you know, there's. Well, and Raul's on the uh, Prillia. Look no, at Marini. Miguel's on yeah. the Prillia. Marini. Like, I think. I just don't see him argument. doing that because of the the standard of the rest of the grid now and I'm not trying to slag anyone off from seasons past but I, no. I just think it is think, so much more competitive now that I don't see him winning it I think the argument for Marquez would be that he's the only rider who can consistently stand on the podium every week doesn't matter what track it is yeah. you, you know he will be in that podium fight the only rider I can see getting close to that on the consistency level is Francesco Bagnaia. Yeah. And I think if Yamaha put a good bike out there, we could see Fabio based on 2019. Yeah. Because Fabio is a massive thorn in his side for the last few years. 2019, again, his consistency was there. Hmm. That was his probably, like last year, again, yeah, he was on the podium quite a lot. 2019 was, was his best season by far yeah. out of his three seasons so far. Like it was so yeah. good. Yeah, and like his title winning season, his worst result was 13th and that was because of his arm pump, um, yeah. arm pump and he was in first place. So if you disregard that completely and the fact that he was in first, his worst result was 8th place at Aragon, which he hates. Yeah. And then Austria, 7th before that. And he's, he is, um, he's on the podium at Austria before, has he? This year, Just yeah. Look. Yeah, this year, yeah. Yes, so... You know, Fabio can again do it at every track, but the bike has been so slow that he can't do it. Like Jonathan Ray on the bike, yeah. he can't fight because the bike is just 500 revs down, you know, and it's not and it's not there. Whereas if he can have that bike next year, I, 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 I hope for the sake for the sake of the sport, yeah, that we see a three way, maybe five, ten way yeah. battle. But I want to see Fabio Bagnaia and Marquez go head to head. And Bashanini. The four Bashini, of them. of course. Yeah. yeah. And anybody else who wants to join, yeah. you know, all different manufacturers all just going ham. Yeah. Like, the safety of, of the sport and take of the sport and it's dwindling fans and all that. We need to see something next year. Yeah. Because the fight has been good this year, but we haven't actually seen on track fighting. It's tense off track. Like, yeah. looking at it. Oh, wow. Two points. Wow. After the races, you're like, wow, look at it. It's so close. But then on track during the races, you're like, eh, like this isn't interesting to watch. But then after the races, when you're like, oh, it's hot enough. It's so good. Yeah. It's like Moto3 would be my favorite class this year in terms of on track yeah. action in the MotoGP well. Yeah. But Moto2 is taking a massive step up this year. This is the best Moto2 class in years. By far. In a decade. Yeah. <laughs> easy. Like, easy. It's been very, very good. Whereas MotoGP has almost taken a step stale, isn't back it? <laughs> in oh, just on track action like in terms of action in general fantastic been yeah, great amazing yeah but 
Yeah. It's weird to say that when we've just talked about how great the grid is and how competitive everyone is. <laughs> yeah, I think, but, I think people understand though what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. It could be good. Hey, hey. Yeah. So we'll do our predictions. Because um, we did say we want to do it. A bit short and it's now 45 minutes into the podcast. So <laughs> this will be a short one enjoying. today. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Well, I hope everyone's enjoying it anyway as to chatting. Because I've never, it's never been a, it, whenever it's a two person podcast, it's normally me and Jacob, we always end up arguing. So. I was going to say, it's probably <laughs> a lot more argumentative than this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we need to know our prediction. Has Ryan replied? That is the question. I doubt he has uh, because he's horrendous. He is messaging in the other chat, so I'll see. No. Yeah. Ryan, you are useless. And he has. He's read in the other chat. Oh, you're a pain Ridiculous. in the ass, Ryan. I was going to say, bruv, plus. Um, I'll say, if Jacob can send predictions very quickly. He read the chat. He hasn't even read the blooming EMR chat, so. Oh, he has read it. Let's have a look. Jacob, prediction. But we've got Cameron's anyway. No, so Cameron's a good boy. Cameron's a good boy. <laughs> So the way the points are scored is you get a point if you predict pole position, you get a point if you predict a rider on the podium in any position. For example, if you predict Onshu to be third, if it's second, you get a point. You get five points if you correctly predict pole position in all three classes. You get five points if you correctly predict a rider on a podium. For example, if you pick Onshu to finish third, if it's third, you get five points. If you correctly predict the winner, you get 10 points. If you correctly predict all three riders on the podium, but they're in the incorrect positions, you get 15 points. You get 20 points if you incorrectly predict the riders on the podium, like you would for 15 points, but get pole. If you correctly predict the riders on the podium in their correct positions, you get 25 points. If you correctly predict all three podium riders on the podium in their correct positions and get pole, you get 30. And if you can do that for all three classes, we'll give you 100 points. So. We'll go Meta 3 poll. Um, Cameron has gone for Guevara. Who are you going to go for, Lauren? Mm, it is hard to look past him, but I think I'm going to put Bodger down. Bodger. Okay. I, I'm i going to go Sasaki, to be honest. Mm. I think Sasaki's got a shot. thing is, with Phillip Island, it is, you always see weird results. Pecco in his rookie year got fourth place. Jessica Raffine got a fourth place. Yeah. And then got sacked from... Um, thought Jacob's going to send his uh, predictions because he fell asleep after football, uh, which is why he's not on here. <laughs> um, so Jessica Raffine got a fourth place yeah. and he got sacked by Dorna. Dorna like stopped him getting a seat. So anything can happen. So I'm, I'm intrigued. And do you remember a few years ago in their Moto3 race when there was like 20 of, 20 of them? into the first corner on the final lap. Yes. And a Renault won it. 2019, I think it was. Or 2018. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it happened in 2018 and Lorenzo Porta won that one. I think he won the championship that day. Moto3 then... is begging for one of those races though because we've had <sighs> standout winners for the last few races. Guevara's made it so boring, hasn't well, he? Well, <laughs> Foggia did it the other week as well, in fairness. Yeah, he did to be fair. Yeah. So between the two of them, they've ruined Moto3 ever so slightly for the last few weeks. But I think... Thank God they're going to Moto2. 
Yeah. Yeah, good. Guevara has been confirmed, thankfully. Yeah, finally, oh as my well, God, so. finally took them long enough. But I mean, we all yeah. knew it as soon as they confirmed the Mundo 3 Radish for this year, or for next year. It, I mean, it was an obvious. Yeah, and like, oh, Garcia's at Pons. That's that's intriguing. What, a Rennes is it? Are you? Hmm, that's um, I wonder. Where's Guevara going? Oh. Imagine they just completely blindsided us and they were like, oh, someone else stole yeah. it. That would have been hilarious. Here's some washed up Moto E rider for you. It's <laughs> just <laughs> <So> what? <laughs> yeah, so um third place for Moto 3, please, Lauren. Um, see, after Thailand and Ricardo Rossi getting up there, I think I'm gonna have to go for someone a bit more bold. I'm gonna go bold. Oh, Ryan's just sent his as well. What a legend. <laughs> I'm going to go wild. Do you know who I'm going to put on? Scott Ogden. He deserves it. Oh, I'm going to go very nice. bold. But I honestly, he's proved it time and time again that once he can get it right, he's definitely in for it. Like he can be fast enough to be on the podium. Yeah. If he can put 100%. it all together. Yeah, fuck it. We'll go for Scott. Okay, great. Scott. Um, so Ryan has gone for Guevara on pole. And third place, he's gone for Gia. Hmm. Now I'm going to go bold. And I'm going to put David Munoz. I don't think that's bold. I think that's just, I think it's on its way. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I think it's probably, it's quite likely, isn't it, really? How many people can he snipe off on the way is probably Literally, the bigger like, oh, question. He'd probably knock off Messia because them two just yeah, seem to they hate each other. in every race. <laughs> I mean, everybody hates them in Munoz at this point. Joel Kelso despises it. <laughs> oh, no. Um that's a shout. I'm going to put Kelso in second place, home race and all that. Let's go, Joel. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so, yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say, say after I'd spoken about Ricardo Rossi in Ireland, I'm going to put him in second place. Nice. Okay, I respect it. Ryan's gone safe with Sasaki and Cameron's gone safe with Foggia. Fair enough. For the winner, I haven't thought about the winner. Guevara. All day, every day. He's going to win the championship. Solid. He's got it in the bag. Yeah, he's yeah because he could win it this week. I need to make a graphic. What day is it? Oh, it's Tuesday. It's fine. Tuesday. No, it's Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Um, Yeah, we've all put not to stress you out, but I have a graphic made. Okay, God, I need to. (laughs) I've got an idea in my head of what I'm going to do. I just need to do it. Execute it. Yeah. Like. Um, right, Jacob's typing, so we'll have Jacob's on in a minute. Um, shall we see? Let's see how long he takes. Nice. I mean, we could just talk about how great Guevara is going to be at the weekend. Yeah, so Guevara is 45 points, isn't it? Something like that, yeah. I mean, it's very realistic. Right. He could do it. Let's work out on air, whilst we wait for Jacob, how many, how, oh my God. How many, where he needs to place <laughs> To win the championship. Let's go. English? <laughs> yeah, I'm failing today. Honestly, <laughs> right. I'm always failing. It's fine. So Guevara leads Fodja by... Oh my God. I can't even do maths. 265 minus 216. 49. I thought it was more. I thought it was 45. He leads him by 49 oh. points. Yeah. So he needs to... He needs to score. He needs to... Yeah, he just needs to score one more point. Two more. He needs two, to score two. two. Yeah, he needs... Because he's won one, two, three, four, five. He's won five races. Fodger's won four. So, yeah. If it went come back on wins, Fodger could win all last three and win the championship. Um, so, 
So Guevara, to be safe, 49 points. He needs to leave with 51 points in the bag. So he needs to outscore Fodger by two. Realistically, win it or be on the... So if Guevara wins the race... Done. He's champion, yeah. full stop. Champion, full stop, that's it. If Guevara is second, Fodger has to finish... Ahead of him? Ahead of him, yeah. Otherwise, again, he's champion. Yeah. If he beats Fodger, full stop, he's champion. Yeah. Third place, then he, Fodger... Again has to beat him. Again has to beat him. Yeah. And then, yeah, so wherever Guevara finishes, he has to beat him. Surely Um, it's like that until... The, la- until, like, the last few points, surely. Until one, yeah, so if Guevara finishes, scores one point, and Fodger scores, Two. beats him, then, yeah. Well, Fodger, if Guevara finishes 15th, mm-hmm. he can't win the championship. Yeah. Stop. Mm-hmm. So he has to finish 14th or higher ahead of Fodger. It's basically the easiest way to do it. So, um, well, yeah, all he needs to do is finish ahead of Fodger, and he has it in the bag. No, actually, because if he finishes second, and Fodger's ahead of him in 13th, for example, he can't win the championship. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so um, all he needs to do is finish ahead of Fodger. Finish, finish 14th or higher ahead of Fodger. Yeah, that's it. sorted. Okay, that's easier. That's better. And then Garcia, if we, he's only seven points back, so he's 57, 56 behind on Guevara. Be oh, no, that's oh. a bit more confusing, that one. Basically, if Sergio Garcia finishes first, then Guevara has to finish third. Yeah. And if Go- if Fodger finishes first, then Guevara can finish, I think. There's only a 49-point gap in it, yeah. So I'm just trying to think, because 49 points. Yeah, so we'll just say for the easier thing, 14th or higher, and ahead he's won. Of, yeah. Ahead of, but if ahead of Garcia and Foggia, this is quite hard to work out on it. Yeah. Isn't it? He has to finish ahead of them both because there are, but then if, say, Garcia wins. The next few races, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If Garcia wins the race, but Guevara's third and Foggia is behind him, he's still champion. Yeah. They basically just have to lead with two points. Leave with two points. Gap of everybody else. Sorted. Light work. Nice. Sorry about that. It's probably <laughs> giving everyone a headache. <laughs> Everyone's shouting at us like, it's so obvious. You're like, you're stupid. <laughs> That's fine. I'm probably very used to that. Um, so Jacob has kindly sent his thing. So for the first time in, I think, ever, we've actually got predictions from everybody on an actual episode. This is incredible. Wow. So Jacob has gone Holgado for pole. Masia third. Fodger second and Guevara to win. So we've all got Guevara to win. So we all think he's going to win the championship. Oh, spicy. (laughs) Nice. Watch him absolutely just crash out, ruin it. Imagine if he crashed. Oh, it'd be carnage. Absolute carnage. Right. We're going to motor two. All position, Lauren, please. Hmm. Jake Dixon. Oh, okay. He can put okay. it on pole. He's done it multiple times yeah, before. Yeah. I think that's a good show. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I respect it. 
Um, Cameron and Ryan have gone for Fernandez. Jacob Arbolino. Mm. I've gone a guru. I've gone safe. Oh, but now I'm thinking Lo- Lopez, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, oh well, it is what it is. Um, I'll go third place first with Arenas. Mm. Albert Arenas in second. Jacob the second has gone with Augusto Fernandez. For third? Um, yeah, for third, sorry. For third, which is a bit strange. Um, Cameron's gone Lopez. Ryan has gone, as I changed through apps, has gone Canet third. I even forgot about Canet existing. And Lauren has gone for... Lopez. Lopez. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. Second place, we'll start with Ryan, who has gone for Agura. Cameron's got a Costa. Ooh. Which I like. Has he ever ridden there at all? Surely not. No, he hasn't. No. But we all know what he's like at mm. any track, to be honest. That was the last year. <laughs> um, what are you going to go for for second? Dixon. Dixon. Okay. Um, Jacob's got a Gura. Ryan's got a Gura. Cameron's got a Costa. I'm going to go for second. Fernandez. I don't think it's going to be the ones battling for the championship. Do you not? No. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, Cameron to win. Cameron has gone with Fernandez. Oh, I've just seen Jacobs. <laughs> I've not seen it yet. Oh, God. All right. So Cam- Ryan has gone Fernandez as well. Jacobs gone with <laughs> Vietti. <laughs> Vietti. We know he's got terrible decisions, but seriously, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. <laughs> okay. Um, Jacob's gone with Vietti. Um, yeah, that's mm. something. Yeah, fair, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, if you told me that at the start of the season, I would have believed you. Yeah, me too, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think not who I want to win. No, I'm going to go Arbelino. Abelino, okay. He's going to go... Replicating his... Yeah, I think he's going to back it up with a... With a win in different, well, dry conditions, hopefully. Okay, okay. I like it. Um, Abelino. Um, I have gone a bit out of the box. Why not? With my boy, my homie Alonso Lopez to win. That's not out of the box. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's I'd love to see it. you got to get those ski oh, goggles yeah. back on. Oh, yeah, the unbreakable one. Yeah. yeah. about that sponsorship? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So, um, we'll go with Jacob first. MotoGP pole position. He's gone with Mark Marquez. Ryan has gone with Jack Miller. Cameron has gone Jack Miller. Who are you going for, Lauren? Mark Marquez. Mark Marquez it's hard well, to look like past it. him. To be yeah, honest. It, he loves that place. Yeah. I think because it's very, it's quite a left-handed circuit as well, but there is obviously Lukey Heights, which dips down yeah. and right. But his arm's 100%, he said. So it's just I think he'll put now, the so fast lap in. I'm go- I don't think he's going to win the race. He's definitely not my prediction to win, but I think we've seen him put, him on, pole, put it on pole already since his comeback. 
I think yeah. that one one fast lap definitely. Oh yeah, he did didn't he? He got pole, yeah. Japan. But the last few yeah. weeks has been a what's a has been a, a blur to be honest. Like I saw a thing earlier that was like, oh yeah, the Queen's been dead more than a month, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see you're shocked as well. We only like, talked about that like last week on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's have a look. Queen Lizzie. I'm. Getting it's like the 9th of September or something. No, it's earlier than the, that. The 8th. 8th of September. Oh. <laughs> it's now the 10th of October. I could tell oh you exactly God. what I was doing. It's one of those moments you'll remember for the rest of your life. It'll be like, where were you in the Yeah, like nine eleven. even though I was like three years old. But, yeah. I was two? Two? We're yeah. babies. Yeah, don't remember it. It's fine. No, I don't remember it. I'm sure Jacob and Cameron will remember it. Oh, they're yeah. old. <laughs> they can't fight back either. So that's great. Um, so, third place on the podium, please, Lauren. This is where I don't. I don't know. I know my first and second, but I haven't thought about third place. Um, did I say my pole position, actually? I can't remember if I did. It's Bang Nair anyway. Oh, no, you didn't say that. Um, okay. God, third place. It probably will be someone out there. Um, but at the same time, I don't really know. Alex Rins. Alex Rins for third. Oh, my God. Okay, that's going you zero points. Yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> going to regret that one. <laughs> yes, I think so. Um, Cameron and Ryan have gone with Mark Marquez for third. Jacob's gone with Jack Miller. And I've gone with Bang Naya in third. Because mm-hmm. he's a podium hound. Fair enough. Second place, Ryan has gone with Miller. Cameron has gone Quattararo. I'd love to you see you going it. for Lauren. Uh, I'm going to go oh. for Mark Marquez. Not Marquez. Very solid choice. Um, Jacob has gone for Mark Marquez as well. And I've gone Jack Miller. Mm. I think Jack Miller will win the race. Genuinely. But I'm a man of my word. <laughs> and if you listen to last week's podcast, you heard me say that I think Mark Marquez will win. And I said, stupidly, that I will even predict him to win the race. So I'm going to predict Miller second and Marquez to win the race. Mm. See, I'm not silly and didn't say anything of the sort. So I'm going to predict Miller to win the race because that's obviously what's going to happen. Literally going to happen, yes. Um, Obviously, I can't remember if I said, but Jake has got Marquez second, Cameron Quattararo second, Ryan Miller second. I can't remember my train of thought at the moment. (laughs) You've put Miller to win the race. Yeah, you've put Mark. As has... I've put Mark. Cameron's put Miller. Uh-huh. Jacob has put Bangnaya, which is solid. Mm. And Ryan, the uh, guy who works for Yamaha, has put Quattararo. Surprise, surprise. Oh, the <laughs> scenes, it would be incredible. I mean, I'd love to see it. Imagine that. It would be mad. Absolutely mad. Where did he finish last time? I'm going to Google it. Did Mark win and he comes second? Or did he crash? Mark. Mark either finished first or second <laughs> the last time they were there. So that helps. Um, that narrows it down. Um, Australia. Mark, he, he crashed out. Have you? He got a DNF. <gasps> mm. An accident. Dieter Rabat is just down as rider in pain. <laughs> I mean, fair. fair. <laughs> yeah. Callio's down as rear tyre wear. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, Fabio Cotteraro, okay, because it was Vinales, wasn't it? Who, I've seen so um, many clips of Vinales crashing. I haven't seen I saw Crashed Up Net posted it earlier. Yeah, but maybe that's seen, it. It's count. been replaying on my feed all day of um, Maverick yeah. crashing out a second. What a battle that was, though. Unbelievable battle. The fact that Mark pushed him that hard that he mm. just... Wow, unreal. Yeah, it was such, such a, a weird race. spot for him to crash, but he was just pushing so yeah. hard. So hard. Yeah, the front just locked up on him. He just went down. Um, but yeah, Fabio Costaro has not finished at... He's only raced there once in MotoGP, so at the same yeah. time, I'll not hold too much yeah. to it. No, and then he got a 10th on the speed up in Moto2. He got a DNF in 2017. He got a 12th in Moto3. And then he didn't even start in 2015. So he's raced it once in Moto3, twice in Moto2 and got a DNF in one of those races. Once in MotoGP and got a DNF there. Is this going to be another track he doesn't like? He hasn't said much about it. He said that he kind of likes a track the other week, but... He's never had a good result there. But this is Fabio, remember, so we can't discount him whatsoever. I mean, to be fair, the likes of Qatar, we always rule Yamaha's out and sure at the start of last season, Maverick and yeah. Fabio won the opening two races. So I'm yeah. not going to... I'd like to see him on the podium at, at least, but we, um, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> we will indeed. Yeah, I can't wait for it. It's going to be really good. I mean, again, it's going to be up at the crack of dawn. But no, it's, it's stay up all night is what it is because the Moodle 3 yeah, is on at 1. Yeah, 11. <sighs> yeah, the race is at 1. Yeah, yeah and then FP1 starts at 11. <laughs> Great, there goes my weekend plans of going out. <laughs> I have plans on Sunday, so it's actually quite nice to actually be able to do stuff the last few Sundays. Although very yeah, sleep deprived, I've been able to leave my house on a Sunday in what would oh, be nice. race time. So that's... Yeah, that's always a nice part about these fireways to be fair. Yeah. Although, to be fair, I was going to get up for the Formula One and then just slept through. Were you? Yeah, it was on at six. Yeah, and I was, was like, it's not er, like It's not horrendous, it's early, but it's not the worst thing in the world and just slept through. I didn't even set an alarm. I was like, mm, whatever. And then Max ended up no. winning, so it was just like... Yeah, but he wasn't sure if he'd won it, was he? It was a bit awkward. <laughs> so who tweeted yeah. that? And it was like, in MotoGP, at least we know who's world champion. It was champion. Jordan from was Crash.net. It? it was so funny. It's it the first like thing I'd seen. 12,000 likes. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, so oh, funny. unreal. Yeah, yeah um... Yeah, because, well, I was going to watch it and then I went out and then got home at five o'clock in the morning and was like, I'm going to bed. You <laughs> I should have stayed, stayed up. It was one hour. That's all you had to do. Yeah, one hour, but then it's a two-hour race. So I'm like, it was a two-hour race. So I was like, oh, it's... it's ah. Yeah, but, and it was delayed and all. So actually... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, you know what? I'll just sleep in and find out the Max has won it tomorrow. Gucci, <laughs> Gucci. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that's all we've got time for. Yes. Um, I hope you've listened to, enjoyed listening to this two-person podcast. Um, we'll probably be back next weekend with the usual squad, as always. Um, but yeah, I hope you've enjoyed listening to it. I wanted to just say a few words before the podcast ended. Um, just pay some respects to Chrissy Rouse, who obviously tragically lost his life following an accident in the British Superbike race at Donington Park in race three. Obviously, Chrissy actually was a follower of FFM Motor Racing as well. Um, so he's well aware of our existence, um, which I quite, feel quite 
honored about given the fact that he was a great podcaster as well and he was yeah just genuinely a good guy uh, amazing around the paddock every time you walk around the paddock you can always have a chat with him like I remember seeing him at Alton the two the week prior to the race yeah and said hi to him and waved but you know and he's he was always happy to chat with anybody and you just, you read the comments of all the he was trending on Twitter you know with like thousands tens of thousands of tweets yeah um, paying respects you know and that says a lot about the guy the, and the whole he will miss you know obviously the Chasing the Racing podcast with everything he does you know, he's a math teacher you know and he works he does obviously other jobs as well he was great in the paddock he was great on track obviously a 2020 British Superstock champion just genuinely a thoroughly good guy and he did not deserve what happened to him and it's so unbelievably tragic like fully devastating to be honest yeah, you could tell how much he was loved in the paddock yeah. in BSB and outside of that, just by the respect he got given on, on social media, you know, people's tributes and stuff like that. It's going to be a, a tough one to get over for sure. Yeah, yeah, undoubtedly. And yeah, it really has left a massive hole in um, the racing community. And yeah, we do um, pass our respects to Chrissy's friends and family because it, yeah, like, there's not really much, many words to say, really, because it is genuinely just a tremendous loss. And like I said, I just wanted to pay our respects to Chrissy. Um, and yeah, this one's for you, Chrissy. And um, whilst we're at it as well, I just wanted to wish well or good health to Victor Steeman as well, who's yeah. in the hospital at the moment, following his horrific crash in the... Um, World Super Sport 300 race as well. Really, really, really bad crash. Um, he's had obviously brain surgery as well. Really severe brain surgery, actually. Um, reading the press release, they've said that they had to remove the top of his skull to reduce the swelling, which is horrific. So, um, just yeah, again, holding that hope for Victor. Again, another fan of the yeah, motor racing side of things as well. Um, and again. A superb competitor, really good rider. Um, Scott Ogden summed it up really well the other day, actually. He said that he started the day battling for the championship and finished it battling for his life. And that is, unfortunately, the harsh reality of the sport and why they do it. So I just wanted to, as well, pass my respects to him as well and just reiterate the whole respect these riders. You might not have to like them. You might not. You might not like what they do on track or off track, but please just respect them for this reason and this reason alone because they are still human beings and they still have everything to live for and everything to lose on that racetrack. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a big thing they do every week, putting their leathers on and going out for our entertainment. So I think, yeah, mm. the last couple of weeks has really put it into perspective being a, a motorsport fan and, yeah. Fingers crossed that everything um, and yeah. we get good news on that one soon. Yeah, definitely holding our hope for Victor. Um, but yeah, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. We'll be back next weekend uh, once again after the Australian Grand Prix for all the coverage and chaos and Guevara being crowned champion. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast and I hope you have a good week as always. We're back next time. Bye. Bye bye.